You're listening to a 7th edition Call of Cthulhu podcast titled Cthulhu in Cairo, brought to you by the Bardic College. Please remember to like, share, and subscribe to the show to receive notifications as our future episodes release. You can visit us on Facebook at the Bardic College. Viewer discretion is advised. Can't get enough of Cthulhu in Cairo? Join our Patreon for as low as $3 per month to access special features and bonus content. You can find us online at patreon.com slash thebardiccollege. Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to Cthulhu in Cairo. I am Raz, and I am unfortunately not joined by the whole team. We have a absentee tonight, so the part of Vadim will be played by Burke Devlin, who will be played by Alex Ross, who will be played by Michael Kinsley. Um, that's all Dark Shadows references, if you're not a fan. The And actually, I think we're sort of like a Dark Shadows in a way. I can see Catherine as being, you know, the mother of the whole family down there, Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Collins. Uh, I don't know what you mean, Bonibus. I could just see Catherine just yelling that kind of stuff. <laughs> and of course, Ella is uh, is I'm Barnabas. Y- young. You're Barnabas. I'm Barnabas. Absolutely not. Cult, dramatic. I remember Russia. I could be a Barnabas. You could be no. a Barnabas. I yes. mean, I don't, I don't see. I don't see you beating a young man with a cane. You've been bad, Willie. I uh, left but- a man to die in a rock. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, Willie. We'll do that. That's fine. So, is, um, is Faye the David? Faye, Faye could be David. I don't I, know. What's the David? I'm don't ask. Well, it's, a, it's a skept. It's a sculpture by Michelangelo, and it's also a character <laughs> in Dark Shadows that was always talking to ghosts, but no one ever believed him. And then you found out David was just really fucking cursed. But can yes, I be the Willie? Fucking comedian. You can be Willie. <laughs> I would like to be the Willie. You are the Willie. You've always been the Willie Jack. You always My will be God. the Willie. <laughs> You've been Glad everyone Willie. could be satisfied. Well, that's I'm what Willie's for. I'm always satisfied as the Willie. Ah! <laughs> Going on. And so uh, when we last left the team off, they were in a pickup truck debating whether or not to toss a 360-pound 70-year-old man named Wyatt Adger from the pickup truck to gain more speed, being chased by things that, oh, as... They could see somewhat because of the incense burned by Edgar. Uh, but Edgar had been betrayed by his own brother, by Elroy, right? Elroy seems to be the darker of the two brothers. And in the attempt to get him out from uh, Oluru or a- uh, Ayers Rock, um, Elroy swapped places with Edgar and, th- and kind of trapped him in the similar area where Ella Walcott was. This made Elroy, uh, this made Edgar panic. He tried to come at Ella. She defended herself, cut him up pretty bad, and was able to escape, leaving him, well, buried alive. Wait, buried alive. Buried alive. Wrath of Khan, um, Star Trek reference. The This didn't sit well with some of the party as the lizard, uh, the reptilian folk that really kind of wander the world, similar very much to the, the Teketu in Africa. These, these things seem to have some similar patterns. Um which will become clearer as we go. But they, uh, the team decided to rev up the truck, jump the hell out of there. And at the, that, as that happened, Jack Cavendish decided to make sure Elroy wasn't able to come with them and left him bleeding in the, on the ground where the lizard people took him away and fed upon him. So we're in the truck. Uh, after about an hour, you're pretty confident, Jack, that they're, they're not able to follow you. They're fast. They're not 35 mile an hour fast on open fields. Uh, so, you know, the, just the length of time a truck can maintain that speed versus a, a creature can't do it. Sure. So you you are breaking away from them. And, and Adgar is now giving Vadim, who had the wheel, I believe, uh, the, the proper directions and orientation to get back to Parsons Gallo. Um, you arrive there hours later. Uh, it's morning by the time you get back. I think it was like an eight hour or nine, eight hour ride. Uh, you have to fuel one or two times, but you, you basically make it back to Parsons Gallows. Train isn't due for, you know, probably another two days. But in the meantime, Ella, you are now back at the rest stop and you can go ahead. And I'm sure the team has many questions for you about your incarceration under Eluru. So, uh, yeah, team, it's, let's see what you got. Um, in character, she has been begging for light so if anybody's got a torch or like we're what at a, you said we're at a rest stop or something well now you're back at parsons gallo where the train station was okay okay and the so, sun has come up so through the night yeah they were able to keep light on you as much as possible uh, all right so, so now su- the sun's coming up all right sun's coming up she's just watching it 
tears, silent tears falling down her face, and she's not opening up the conversation. Like, this is the first time Ella's kept her mouth shut. She's just watching this sunrise. Okay. Um. Hey, Ella, dear, um, now that we're out of harm's way, you think I could give you a bit of a physical, maybe a bath, a sandwich? Gotta, you're looking a little worse for wear there, hun. She nods. Okay. Uh, physical sandwich or bath first options i provide choices i am down half health from the fight with um edgar so like you notice all my wounds and stuff and i'm obviously malnourished right so you like oh he cut did he cut you or are you just like bruised he hit me with a rock and i'm i'm messed up in the okay i'm messed up i'm voting for um Faye, Jack, if someone could, you know, rustle up some food or just like I don't, I don't care what it is, just get her something to eat. Um, sure, yeah, I'll take. No, no problem. I'll, I'll build the fire, and if you want to uh, find some food, we can cook for her. Amazing, great. Um, I'm gonna keep her. Do I need to roll to help her out, or no, Catherine? Just I mean, if you want to do a, uh, a first aid roll, just to give her some HP back, and but she's yep. not, de- she's not deteriorating any further. She's, you know, she's. Okay. She got busted up like in a bar fight, but not like where she's critical or anything. Yeah. It's like you're you're gonna be fine. You're just you're looking a little rusty. That's a regular success at a sixty seven. Alright, so yeah, so give her a D three back. Alright, I'll mark that. Do we have uh supplies to make tea? Oh that's three at points, the end of the Ella. Town you do. How many? I'm sorry, hun? Three. Okay, so I'm at um, I'm at back up to 18 out of 22. Yay! Yeah, you're, okay. You're just, you, you, no, you're, you're, you're sore where he hits you, but you're not even, Yeah. the bruising is already getting a little better. She put a nice poultice on it. Mm-hmm. It, it occurs to me, if we're back massage. in town and, and the sun is coming up, uh, is it too early for that lone uh, bar, saloon, restaurant place to be open? Um, they, they probably don't all open at dawn, but they're, you know, they're probably open by like eight or nine. I mean, you know, it's just one person when they wake up, they open the door and it's, it's that lady by herself. Yeah. Midgen, his name is Wyatt, but they call him Adgar, Wyatt Adgar. So if you knock on the door loud enough for, I mean, Wyatt's probably, he probably needs. That's his wife, right? I don't think I I ever specified that. Oh, I thought, I thought they were a package deal. Okay. never mind. Companion, maybe part-time friends with Benny's. Ooh, Benny friends. Lord. Well, you know, it's frontier town, right? Yeah, you gotta so, get where you gotta get. Yeah. Sure. It's, <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm sure that we can, we don't need to rouse anybody from their beds or cause a big old stink. So well, funny you should say that, because Wyatt probably steps out of the truck. He's like, Madge! <laughs> no, he's probably. <laughs> Madge! He's, yeah, he's, he's not subtle about the panic. Or about the look that he saw in Vadim's eyes. The truck was struggling to get up to full speed and the creatures were getting closer. You know, I'm sure he has some thoughts to the fact that, you know, 325 pounds on an 18 horsepower engine probably was a lot of weight. But, you know, he, it, everything's good. We're, 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 okay. Everything's so, okay. So then I will go to the restaurant and I will uh, just see if I can get in. I mean, if, if she'll let me in the kitchen. I will make some eggs or something so that she can eat so that Midge can wake up. Uh, I'm just thinking that makes a lot more sense than building a fire by the train, by the train right. tracks. Yeah, Mitch is like, um, yeah. well, you, what's all the commotion? I don't understand. I mean, I thought everybody left on time. Oh, there you are, dearie. What uh, eggs? Well, yeah, well, yes, yes. And uh, one of one of our team has been injured, and she's she's not quite well, and she's malnourished, and. We had we had a bit of a trial, so I was hoping perhaps uh, if it's too early, I, I can always cook. But um, I was thinking maybe some eggs or something that would give some nourishment to uh, Ms. Well. Oh, of course, of course, you do what you got to do. She she walks over to the the butcher block side table with the four legs, you know, the real the original butcher block type sure. cutting table. She pushes a few things off, carries a few things over, and she grabs an apron and says, "Well, bring her up in here. Take a look at her." 
So she's basically saying, put her on the chopping block up on the, the kitchen cutting board. She'll have a look at her. She P- put Ella on the. Well, I think I think just is that who got right hit? In. Just bring her in here. I'm. Oh, it's I've uh, sewn myself and uh, wired up a few times. Not a problem. Matter of fact, a, uh, I have some turkey twine here. Oh, there it is. She breaks out turkey twine and a needle about oh four inches long. She's like. Well, what are you waiting for? Don't stand. Bring it, you know. Well, I, I don't, I'm not sure exactly how cut up. How, is she cut up really bad or? No, but Hello? She, she, she doesn't know that. You said she got injured. She's like, oh, no, um, bring her the fuck in. Midge, that is, um, that's great. Thank you so much for offering. Um, Catherine, uh, the one, the reader of our group, she's actually a doctor and uh, she's taking care of um, our friend right now. We're just on, oh. strictly on food duty yes, right we're now on food reconnaissance you know Faye and i have we've come for the grub i've taken and sewn up several times wyatt's backside when he sat down on a cactus after a bender That's and no shit. she That's takes lovely. the needle and puts it under her armpit pulls it out she's like i'm telling you right now sharp enough matter of fact i'll even put a little edge on it if you think you need it just bring her in you, thank Fantastic. you so much That's um That's perfect. Great. Now, um, something we need protein. Um, do you have tea by any chance? <sighs> it's not the end of the world, Missy. Of course we have tea. End of the world's about twenty miles south. Yeah, I Great. have tea. Oh, thank God. All right. Um, then a, we'll just prepare some, something. Yes, yeah, some maybe some some eggs and perhaps some some bacon or or or, or pork or beef or something some sort of meat, whatever you have, and we can. Get sure. as much protein as possible. Got some uh, for frying up. You got some armadillo fat there. If uh, you open that, that right there, you can use that for a little bit of grease. How and exotic. I'll go out and uh, cut cut some of the pork belly. Sounds good. Sounds perfect. Wonderful. So I start greasing up the pan while she's there. Crack a few eggs. Yep. Start making if her eggs. Faye is amazed that Jack is cooking. I don't think oh. she's ever really seen a guy cook before. Well, Jack has been has been out on out on uh, you know out on the safari many times, which is essentially camping on the plains. All right, hey, I'm... yeah, it's I can scrub I can scramble an egg. Yeah, watch if you want. I've got a certain flower. It's much better when I'm drinking, but <laughs> which goes which reminds me, <laughs> you're probably going to do a lot better than me. Um, I uh, there's a reason why my father didn't let me into the kitchen until I was uh, 18 years old. And that's because I started one too many kitchen fires. Oh, dear. Well, there you go. <laughs> it's that's... part of my charm. All right. So, yes, uh, you can bring her in the kitchen. Uh, food will be ready. There's, you know, there's tables out in the dining room. You can eat there. Whatever you want to do, Jack preps a breakfast. Yeah, I'll bring her in. There's no reason to keep her out in the heat. Yeah. Well, yeah. Nine o'clock in the morning, it's only about 85. Yeah. Yeah. Only. <laughs> Well, Christ. all right. The uh, brings her in, no problem. Uh, Midge is there. Jack puts out breakfast for them. Wyatt is telling quite the tale, and Midge is giving him quite the look of, you know, radiator coolant is not the best way to find your buzz. The <laughs> this kind of. This kind of talk scares the visitors. Stop. There are no lizard folk out on the rock. You crazy mm. old bastard. What a woman. So. We like Midge. Yeah, thank God for Midge. Catherine, Catherine has found one other rock to, to dis, uh, disavow that she did. No, I disavow all of it. No. Yep. No, none of that. And no. here comes Ella ready to talk. Not on my Christian Minecraft server. (laughs) (laughs) No. So how you proceed speaking as a team in the dining room will or may not eventually affect Midge. She's not without her eventual cracking point, but you decide how you want to do it. So breakfast is served. I am eating, but slowly, and I'm still not talking. Gotcha. I'm going to uh, 
inch the tea a little bit closer to you. And I'll be like, here, you should have something to drink, too. She nods, drinks her tea. I'm not trying to... And, uh, pause here for a second. I'm not trying to make this difficult. This is literally how she's going to respond. Unless you ask her questions, like, she's pretty oh, much no. dead They're eyes. coming. Those questions oh, yeah. are coming. Don't you worry about that. I'm We're just making being... sure that you know, like, I'm right. not trying to make this difficult. Of like, I think it's shock, basically. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, when so... Faye says, here, drink this, you hear, it's not, it's not even strong enough. Oh, I'm telling you, they, they, I'm the man, the man, the little man, the weasel, he's dead out there, gone. And she's like, look, you can't be putting those kind of things. You know what I'm talking about? Things in your flask. You can't be doing that. Why? It's not right. If Let's, let's take a walk. Folks, I'm just going to throw his head in the trough. I'll be right back. I side-eye them and the conversation while filling my pipe and then look back to Ella and say, so you have to help us here a bit. And I know you're in shock, but Faye and I kind of went a bit, well, crazy when you dove into the water and I dove in myself to find you and you were just gone on that boat. And well, to be quite honest, you scared me and um, we were worried and we wanted to find you. And so... Where did you go in that water? What happened to you? I was trapped in time and space. Floating. Lost. And then I woke up in wherever I was. That rock, I don't I don't know the name of it. Ayers Rock. Hmm. I don't know how long I was down there. Felt like a few days, maybe more. So you were transported somehow in the water? Is that what you're saying? Because, I mean, the boat was essentially, felt like it was trapped out of time for a bit. Somehow I, uh, whatever that we were trying to do, wherever the ship had landed... It dragged me with it, and I would have been gone if not for sobs, like. (sighs) Faye kind of puts a light hand on her back. She's like, okay, okay, just take it slow here. More tea? All right. If it weren't for John. John? John? Who's John? What, what about John? I, I turn to Jack really quickly and I go, John, he's one of the original members of our group. He's the one um, who is in Nepal right now. He's supposed to be in he's Nepal. He's gone. He's been dead for a century. Oh, that hold makes on. no sense. My God. Hold on, Ella. I'm. Listen, honey, it's not that I don't believe you, but you were underneath that rock for however long you don't know are are you sure it wasn't just some vision your mind playing tricks on you it's i mean ella it's we just saw him we didn't see him though did we well no but his the the people that he's been living with they saw him I mean, he did all that. He he put up all that um, that artwork in his room. I mean, we saw w- a person on the hill that was. I thought we'd all kind of agreed that it was him. It, so. Even if that wasn't him, I mean, he's only been. It's only been the, a few the, months. Yeah, the day on the mountain. It was a few months, not a century ago. Has it only has it only fucking been a few months? Catherine kind of mumbles under her breath. Faye goes, I don't look at a calendar anymore. I just kind of fly by the seat of my pants. It's him. Okay, so what makes... Okay, so what led you to... What led you to this conclusion? Like, what makes you think that? Something, clearly. I did the very same thing I did to find out what happened to Aveline. Oh. It was him. He... His guilt... It was too much, and he wanted to try and change things. Hmm. 
And how'd that go? How'd that go? He found a spell to take him back to a time where he could find something powerful. And she reaches into her shirt, something that would protect us. And she pulls out the elder sign and smacks it on the table. And when he tried to come back, the magic was too much for him, but he could sense that I was lost with him. And I don't know how, I'm not entirely sure what made us go off the timeline so thoroughly, but he and I both ended up in Air's Rock. Him a century before myself, and he... He was just lying there. So you were each transported from your own times to this location somehow? Yes. What was it's that location? And, and, and more importantly, did you hear drums when you were there? Because Faye and I heard drums, and I did not realize until we were on that boat that we had both heard drums in different situations, and I am now horribly afraid of what you might have seen down there. All I heard was the slithering of eels and a freshwater stream. Eels. eels. Yes. Sounds like Nigeria. Freshwater eels. There was a pool. I woke up with them slithering all over me. It was quite disgusting, and that's pretty much the only reason I'm still alive. The water was drinkable. So, it's good that you're not totally dehydrated. What color has been? What color is your pee? Really? I haven't. I haven't been able to notice. To be fair, it was quite dark, and my well, torch died. Well, when you pee, let me know, because um, we may need to supplement what you're drinking. Fair enough, Catherine. Okay. Well, um... What? I'm doing right. my job. I, and you're I think doing I'm missing, I think I'm missing the point, Catherine, that he... That John has left us this. He died but, to get us this. Does anybody else know what an elder sign is? So I was about anybody, to what, say. Exactly. Anybody? So you've slapped the necklace on the table. What is it? Anybody that has Cthulhu Mythos may roll against it. And if you make this... this My test, measly 10! It's that 10 in this game is actually high? You start, I mean... <laughs> no dice, that's an 85. Well, I rolled a 90, so... Everybody should at least be a 10 or slightly higher. Oh, mine's is Cthulhu Mythos 0. Um, well, oh, I'm sorry, Jack, you didn't see Shikoltal. Yeah. You that's didn't go right. through the Shikoltal en- engagement, right. Yeah. All right, I'm, no. a, I'm only at a 20 because of all the stuff that I went through. Right, Ella's yeah. had all kinds of Cthulhu shit. So, go ahead, Ella. They want to ask the question, they can. I'm just... Yeah, I'm... so then I will I will kick that off. Ella, so what is it? Like, it's obviously... I mean, it obviously has to be powerful if John sacrificed himself to get this to us, but what does it do? Is it like some sort of talisman? A simplified word for it, but yes. It is a symbol of mm. arcane power. It can bind, it can protect, and it can leash creatures to its will. Creatures of vastly great powers than our own. Creatures it's called an like elder sign. An elder sign? The elder gods feared them. Because of what they can do. So, what I'm hearing is that John left us a tool to use in this at the end? We already know that the items of power are what is going to affect Chicotal. This will either protect one of us or ensure his binding in another form or keeping him out of this plane forever. That's what they can do. It will give the wielder a shield of protection against all dark forces known to man and not known. Well, that sounds rather nice. Why haven't we been on our magical scavenger hunt looking for these things the entire time? Because Elder Signs haven't been built in millennia. And no one, Catherine, you're, they're so hard to find and so rare even to come across. I wouldn't know that. 
Right, well, I'm saying, but as a <laughs> right, right, but yeah. they're so rare. Yeah, yeah, they're just it's not okay. something that you would have just come across. The elder signs were made long before the the known history of mankind. They've either been destroyed for what they could do from fear or lost. This one, John was able to find it, transport himself to its last known location, steal it, and then was trying to get back to us. But it was too much. Playing with that sort of power, it... It comes with a cost. And when he saved my life, when I was falling through the veil, he ended up in Ayers Rock. I was hundreds, decades behind him. I was decades behind him. Exactly. And he was just waiting for me. He was just waiting for me to get there so he could give it to us. Oh, I see. I understand uh, finally. You're saying that you both arrived, but in different times. So he stayed there waiting for you until he was so old that he virtually died. He probably died of starvation, but yes. Mm. Oh, John. Um, well, brave this chap. Is, this is wild, and I'm not quite sure what to do with this information. There's more. Oh, what else? because why wouldn't there be? Yes, dear. It's the gift that keeps giving. It's like a jam subscription. The keeper of the well was there. I'm sorry. He was... This, this does not sound good. Where you were? He's a deity that can transport himself to any dark, tethered place. He sensed that John, his mission was over, and that he had a debt to pay. A a debt to the thing in the well? We all gave secrets. He wanted all of John's secrets. Even in death. That's disgusting that's greedy for starters and i gave him a secret so that i could find another one of these and i tapped the necklace you have another one no i don't have another one he told you where to find another one yes where is it she looks at Catherine. don't look at me don't look look away no then get out what well, I mean, you did say don't look at me love me or get out <laughs> no it ella it get out what okay um you know what here i think that tensions are getting a little high it's there's no re catherine literally like like almost like crazy person chuckles it can't be no it there's no why are you looking at me you don't I just, want to hear this so get out I'm not going anywhere then you it'll be on your head what you feel you understand Ella go on <sighs> Matthew gave his daughter an elder sign it's with her how the hell could he find one? Well, uh, checks out. He knew what he was looking for. He was starting this process and having the connections he did, purchasing one, using one to protect himself and his family. I'm, I'm not surprised at all, actually. Where do we find him? Did he give you any clue as to where to find his daughter? We have you mean, uh... you mean... Before I shot him in the face? No, no, I. you didn't shoot the daughter in the face. I'm, I'm suggesting where do we find the girl? Did she get any clues to where we find the girl so that we can find the necklace? She lived in um, Italy with her grandparents, as far as I was told. Um, I have a copy of the address. He gave me a letter to mail to her. Um, but I made sure to write it down just in case we might need it one day. So, uh, I can look in my journal and find it? Yep. 
So it sounds like our next destination is Italy. If we want to get a, another one of these to protect ourselves in the final assault, yes, we should. But where any others are, I do not know. This keeper of the well would only tell me where one was. I wonder if we go, if we're going to be in Italy, if we make our way to the well, we'll have we two make... people who haven't asked a que- who haven't given a secret yet. We might be able to track down more. Is this the same well we're talking about that we were discussing in Russia when I first joined this troop? Yes, this is, um, it's the Keeper of the Well. It's a secret for a secret. I I do remember, and I remember that no one wanted to go back there. Catherine specifically wanted nothing to do with it. And something about a man named Sid. I remember you telling me about him. So why are we now deciding to go back to this well? What what Will this play a part in getting this talisman? Or are you thinking of perhaps finding more talismans? I'm thinking maybe we might be able to find more. Finding more would take time we do not have. While I commend the idea, here's what I'm thinking about collecting the one from Matthew's daughter. Egypt and Italy are hop, skip, and a jump away from each other. Once we collect our final items, we reconvene in Italy at the Vatican. Make sure we have everything prepared. Get on a ship to Egypt. Sail down the Nile towards Cairo. Make the final stand. We'll have two Elder Signs, which means we have double the chances of making out of this alive. Okay. I've had a long time to think about this in that place. Faye notices that Catherine has been very quiet and she just kind of looks up from where she's sitting and she goes, Catherine, are are you all right? I haven't been all right for a long time, Faye, but thanks for asking. Um... It, I'm not looking for anybody to give me some sort of grand speech or I'm, I'm not looking for anything when I say this but my life feels like one big giant fucking joke at this point like young, young boy from Oxford meets an American girl in the trenches breaks his ankle and you know I nurse him back to health we you know couple of kisses couple of exchange letters And, you know, what is it, 15 years later, 18 years later, now we're here, and there's dark things in wells asking for secrets, and amulets that can bind elder gods being given to little girls? What? What? It's a joke! This is one big, sick, twisted, cosmic joke. I'd like to not be, like, a storybook character anymore. This is crazy. You're right. It is crazy. If you asked me this time last year if I thought that I was going to lose everything I've ever known chasing down this crazy goal that we're after, I would have laughed. I'm supposed to be leading a dig in Cairo right now. Actually, no. It was supposed to be over right now. I was supposed to be writing my dissertation about it so that I could get funding for my next job, so that I could go home to my family and live my adventurous but not scary life. But I'm here, and you're here, and we're all here, and I'm tired of being this character too, but we're here. We're in it. We're the only people that can continue this journey that we're on. Nobody else. It's us. Catherine, what Faye says is true. Uh, We, one thing binds all of us together. That one thing is, well, misfortune or the stars were put a certain way at our birth. Think of what you have endured. Think what you've told us about this Sid and Jack and what I've lost with Aslan. 
Think about Ella and her mother. These things have all been leading us, Catherine, here. You were not chosen for this a year ago. To me, it seems clear we were all chosen for this many years ago. Some in the war, you and Sid. Some when they were 14, like Faye. Ella, when her mother was kidnapped from London 12 years ago. And me at the birth of my son and the the things that occurred to me in my life have all, Catherine, put us here. We are not normal people. Normal people do not know this thing exists. Yes, but we are the few unfortunates whose eyes are open, who know what how terrible these things are from a distance, like we've inf- experienced. Imagine if it wasn't just an image of that creature that affected my son through the window, but an actual creature sitting upon in a throne in among mankind. What would happen? We are not... No one wanted to be here, Catherine. But I am thankful that we are. We have to do this. You're one of the toughest people I know. Without a doubt. You and I have been through this since the beginning. It's you and me. And I don't know what you're thinking about doing, and I don't know what's going through your head right now, but I sure as shit cannot finish this without you. None of us can finish this without you. We all bring our own special thing to this team, but... We need you. And I think that you need us too. I I think sometimes, Catherine, we find ourselves in situations we couldn't imagine. We dream of the world we come from, of normalcy, of, of the things that are comfortable, that make us happy. And we wonder how we ended up where we are. And some call it fate. Some call it destiny. Some call it bad luck. But whatever the reasons are, I would submit that we find ourselves in these situations because we are the people that can make a change or a difference in that moment, in that piece of time. And regardless of how we feel individually, we all have a part to play. And like many others have said, and I haven't known you near as long as the others, but you are quite a tough person, far stronger than you believe you are. And though you may feel frail or exasperated or tired, you have gone on all this while. You have marshaled all the way to this point. We are so very close to the end. I would say to use that strength. Some of us look to that strength, Catherine. You may not realize that, but there are those that rally to your flag, to your normalcy, to your demand for normalcy, to help us find it again at the end of our roads. Catherine? She takes a long sip of coffee and, you know, takes a beat, takes a breath. Thank you. Some... It's very, I don't know, um, there's a lot going through my mind right now, and I have to see this through to the end. I'm not, I'm not going anywhere. And I'm very, in, I'm not happy, Ella, obviously, that, that you got pulled through time and space, and that you encountered our friend. Um, that's very, I can't imagine what you've been through, but if we have this magic necklace thing, that's great. We have a way to get another one, potentially. That's great. And I I would like to bring something to the table to keep in mind as we continue on this this journey that, you know, many variables have decided to 
throw us all into together. Um, she looks at Jack first and then, you know, her eyes pan to the others at the table. If one of the things that you value about me as a member of this team is my voice of reason, my call for the normal, I, I don't know how to describe it, but you all know me. As we move forward and as this gets, as what we experience, like last night, for example, gets more and more bizarre, gets more and more other, I think we need to really keep in mind that we're all just people. We are used, we, we used to be <laughs> normal people. And yes, we are trying to save the world. We are trying to do the impossible, but we can't become monsters to do it. What, what's the point of going through what we've gone through if when we survive at the end, our souls are just black with everything that, that we've, with what we've done? We, if we're using the storybook metaphor, we're heroes, damn it. Or at least we're supposed to be. So if we're gonna if we're gonna fucking do this, if we're gonna go and she, you know, literally pokes the elder sign with her scrambled egg fork, if we're gonna get another one, if we're gonna stop this, I'm not gonna say its name, but if we're gonna stop this thing, we have to try and be heroes about it, right? I come from a hard land. I sometimes, sometimes, it is hardwired to do things that are questionable in where I come from because the chances to survive are are slim. But I understand what you're trying to say, Catherine. Do you? Do you? I... Yes. Last night you looked at an innocent man who had done you absolutely no harm and was in fact helping us by lending a vehicle so we could get out to that rock and save Ella. And the the vehicle that provided our means of escape, and you literally suggested throwing him to those evil lizard people, Vodum. That's not all right. Well, Catherine, I I cannot make excuses for what I bring to Catherine. If and he starts to whisper, if losing that man meant saving you or any other member of this this team, I would pay the price in the end for that because it may not be the way I wish to face my maker in the end and I will have to I will have to pay I may spend time in a dark place for it but I would not let these things hurt you or take you you claim you are someone who understands nurses life and death you make choice yes about which which should be treated first? Which boy more injured in the war? Which man savable? Which man not savable? That is 70-year-old man who drinks and is very sick. If I had to do what I had to do to save us, I don't put that to you, Catherine. Let me pay that price. But I will pay it. Because that is why I am here. I am not the magician. I am not the nurse who puts us back to health. I am not the one fated to be here since she was born. But my job, I feel, I truly believe, is to get you there. Jack um, pulls his pipe out of his mouth and sort of uses it as a pointing stick to Catherine. And he said, I'm going to share a secret with you that I don't think you've realized this entire time. You are the best of us. Your humanity is intact. You are a good person, Catherine. A good person. You have a good soul. A little too fast with a needle, but a good soul. But the rest of us, we're broken. We're damaged. We've seen things or experienced things in different parts of our lives that have caused us irreparable pain. And though you may feel damaged, that goodness survives in you. And I know it survives because of what you're saying now. Just as I lost myself in a fear over what 
they might do with my blood. And I became what my father made me as a boy, a killer. I am a predator, and I walk in the light and in the darkness, sometimes the hunter and sometimes the lion. And while I killed that man because of what I feared they would do with my blood, and I didn't think about it, that's not something you would ever do. You wouldn't conceive of that. You took body parts off of questionable creatures to bring me back to life when others would have simply given me last rites and walked away. You're not broken, Catherine. You're very sane. You're smart enough to know how messed up all of this is. You are what pulls us from the edge. You keep me from the darkness. There have been times where your complaints or your demands have forced me to rethink things, have forced me to question whether to bare my teeth or whether to just simply breathe. And then he sort of leans back and puts his pipe back in his mouth. She's, she's really choked up, honestly. Because she's done things that she's not proud of at all. Um, and, and I'm going to continue to do that. You, you'll get no slack from me. Because at the end of the day, we're all a little bit broken. And it's not a contest about, you know, who's the most, who's got, you know, the most pages in their journal, the most to talk about with, you know, a therapist in a padded cell once this is all over. It's not about that. And pay your prices, you know, internally. I'm just trying to... Fuck it. I'm trying to save what little... (laughs) What little is left of us, you know? And I'm not going to apologize for that. So you shouldn't have to. I'm going to keep I'm going to keep doing it then. Someone has to hold someone has to hold us accountable. Because if we save the world but what if what did we have to do to get there? That's all I'm saying. And and she oh. herself leans back. Ella. She's like She's take she's taken in a lot of Catherine's words and she's nodding her head and I understand now, Catherine. I understand you. That whole time I was trapped, I've been thinking about what I would say to you. How to explain this so that you wouldn't break. And you've proven me wrong in a fashion that I admire and am humbled by. I just, you won't give us any slack on being human? Wonderful. I don't want you to, because you're that person. I just don't see how we can continue on without all this. She's trying to say, like, she's trying to say, like, there's going to be more of this. There's going to be more storybook level craziness, intense things that maybe she, as the one who wants to keep us sane and human, isn't ready for. And Ella would just look at her and go, because if you believe that you cannot look at that anymore, then I don't see how us putting you through it is going to be helpful. Catherine has something. After all that, what, you think I should... What, you want me to pack up and go? Because I'm not willing to just run headfirst in, into into something. What what are you saying? I'm saying, take a page out of the crazy book for a minute here, because 
I understand why you fought me on every single one of my decisions. I can understand why you have been so adamant against my delving into the strange and the unknown. But we're only going to be dealing with the strange and the unknown from now on. There is no more skirting around the topic. We have an elder sign. This isn't just something you carry around. Okay. This mission is not something, as you say, normal people deal with. So, correct. while up being on your crusade to keep us all human, which, again, I said I commend you for, perhaps not being so suffocating against those who may actually have positive input. I'm, I'm not just talking about me, I'm talking about everyone in this group. Because it seems like a lot of the times we are trying to calm Catherine down. We're trying to calm Catherine's discomfort towards this, this strange. Yes, but are we? For a second, you just I mean, gave her... We have just given her... She is... Placating speeches multiple times. No, 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 no. It's not placating. I'm not placating her. It's the truth. Her role in all of this is to pull us back from the precipice. Whether she realizes it or not. She is the goodness. She is the the normal, the sane. She is the one that says, that's a step too far. I'm someone who would step over the edge. Vadim is someone who lives on the very edge. You're someone who wants to embrace the other side. She's someone who is a Czech, who says to us, are you sure? Are you sure you want to go there? She doesn't I, just say, one, are you sure? It says, she says no. Well, and, I, I'm not saying I'm not. And I'm she paraphrasing. Been outvote, and she has been outvoted, Ella. Yes, times ma- many times. So it, I am okay with hearing. Take a moment and make sure everything is where it needs to be before you jump. You, Ella, you have been this situation. If nothing else has proven that your words on the boat, your belief that things are getting as you say, more dangerous. I've lost a son to this. All I was supposed to do is bring three women for an old friend out of Russia safely. Get them what they need and get them out. Met another man along the way, joined us. Things went wrong. Saw visions of my wife losing a child. Saw the fact that I've lost a child now to sit here and say that it's we have to just jump both feet over the line I don't know if that works either to be fair Vadim that wasn't what I was saying what I was asking Catherine and only Catherine was if she could put up with it because so far she's been on the precipice as you all are saying of snapping so Catherine can you handle this Because I'm not going to sit here and baby you and coach you through the dark days. Are you ready? Because if not, I don't, I would not hold it against you for leaving. You claim your commitment to the group and I believe it. You are committed to keeping us all together. But are you committed to facing this? Catherine takes a sip of her drink and puts her cup down takes her napkin off her lap, folds it up, puts that on the table. She stands up. She pushes her chair in. If my actions, going back to before you arrived, haven't proved any of that, wow. (laughs) Wow. You've been through something terrible that I can't even comprehend. So I'm going to... Not they haven't, this- Catherine. Because your words and your actions don't mimic each other. What are you talking? This is... I, I don't... You want to be normal? You want to return to have the status quo? You can't. Who wouldn't? Who wouldn't at this point? Faye's supposed to be on a dig. Vadim walked into this experience. He was supposed to accept some underhanded money transporting three women, and now he's lost a son, and he he has an unrepairable relationship with his daughter. They'll never be the same. Jack has goat eyes. Who wouldn't want to return to normal? And I get, I understand that that is an unachievable task right now at this point. 
We are past that. But I don't know where this is coming from from you. You're very frustrated with me. But when you were missing on the boat, we, we scoured it top to tail. I dug through every page, every piece of paper with writing on it and your belongings to try and bring you back. I stopped Jack from killing Edgar because he was the only way we could get you because none of us used magic and we were like children running around. I'm very glad that you're safe. Don't question me again. Uh, at the end of day, this is always going to be how far we push our luck. Um, to Catherine's always going to be trying to make us safe. Less work for her. It's a good thing. But Ella knows that, unfortunately, there will still be wounds inside and out and wants to complete task. Uh, same as Catherine, but willing to do different. But we have one small problem, and I don't mean to bring up now, but facts are facts. Those things are out there. Jack can see them. We no longer can. And the man who was able to help us see them is gone. Uh, Elroy instructed Edgar by his own words as to how to make the smoke that gave Faye and myself, Ella and Catherine, a chance to witness these things that live in that in-between place. We know that by prophecy, the rock that dreams uh, is important, but we know it is now protected by things out of sight to us. But, Ella would tell you, and we can attest, they are there. We need help. Um, we are not... Uh, I speak for me and what I think of you. We are not people who can recreate this form of sight. We don't know the ritual. Um, we don't have enough men to fight this fight. I've been thinking all ride home. And maybe you disagree. But Faye, Catherine... My friends, Ella, Jack. Uh, this Sydney, he is with group now on radio. People who trained more in this. Also access to special people who might be able to help us at the rock. Maybe what we need is help this time. Uh, you've done a lot on your own, Catherine. You, Faye, Ella, you have done tremendous amounts uh, to help us understand. But now, task may be beyond us five. I'm thinking it's time to use the radio. I think it's time to call Sid. And that's where we'll close it for tonight. All right, everybody. Um, thank you very much for listening to Cthulhu and Cairo. I'm Raz. That's the team. You know how great they are. All of them. I'll name them by name. Joel, Mel, <laughs> Kayla, and Lauren, and Vadim, who wasn't here but said some very important things. Anyway, from all of us here at Cthulhu and Cairo, we want to thank you. Thank the players always. Without them, the show is nothing. And we will see you next week. Good night, everybody. Hello. My name is Lauren, but you probably know me as Catherine Ross. I'm here to let you know that if you love our content and want to feel the same dread, terror, and jubilation that I do, then make sure to check out Lurking Fears when you head out to your next convention. With a great group of professional storytellers, Lurking Fears is able to weave stories that will haunt you and take you to the very edge of madness, which is something I know a little bit about. Now, while specializing in Call of Cthulhu, Lurking Fears also runs games from a variety of other systems, so there's something for everyone. They are committed to running heavy RPG adventures that are driven by the narrative and, of course, by the players' choices. So, check out their Facebook page and follow them to keep on top of which con they'll be hosting games at next. Trust me, you will not be disappointed. Now, let's get back to the action and see what our Keeper Raz has in store for us. But, if history has taught us anything, probably going to be bad news. 
Thanks for listening to this episode of Cthulhu in Cairo. You can like, share, and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. The music you're listening to is Return of the Mummy by the great Kevin McLeod. Join us next time to see where our intrepid explorers find themselves next.